Hey, good morning and welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I'm Ken Walls and I'm your host. And today I have a guest coming on from Chicago. His name's Bill Bloom. Stay with us. Be right back. All right, we're back. Let me bring Bill on the show. Bill, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Ken. This is such an honor. Glad to have you on, man. So, so um, you know, I created this show about two and a half years ago now, um, and it was literally to help people get unstuck. And I think a lot of people go through life, they hit these walls, they hit these problems, these challenges, and and, and they get stuck and stay there. And so that's what this is about, is helping people get unstuck. So, so Bill, let's start with where you were born and raised. Yeah, so I was born right outside of Chicago, and I grew up in Frankfurt, which is about 30, 40 minutes southwest of downtown Chicago. So really close to the city and spent all my life there. Went to college out in West Virginia, in God's country, as they say. Yeah. And um, played soccer at university. What, 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 where'd you go in West Virginia? WVU? Actually, no, it was a really small school called Ohio Valley University. Wow. Um, everyone in the business department had actually ran different departments at like UPS and IBM. And um, another person ran, they owned, I think it was like five or 10, like Ace Hardware stores. So we actually yeah. got applicable um, education from people who have actually done things in the business world before. It was really wow. important. And it's called what? Ohio Valley? University. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Really small school. What, what part of West Virginia is that in? So it's right in Vienna, Parkersburg area, right oh. from Marietta, Ohio. Yeah. 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 Right down yeah. the road from me. Yeah. Yeah, a, a couple of hours or so, but yeah, but it's close. I mean, it's yeah. beautiful country out there. Yeah, it is. So, so you went. Um, so you grew up going to school, high school, all that up in the suburbs of Chicago. Correct. Chicago was probably a little bit of a different place back then than it is today. <laughs> oh, it, it's just been progressing in a good way. I mean, we've had some some crazy times over these past couple of weeks because of the protests and some riots yeah. going on. It's just been interesting times to yeah. say that because yeah. uh, wife and son and I, we live right in the downtown area because it's close oh, to our office. Wow. So it's been a little hectic at times. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. So, so what was it like growing up in, in, I mean, that's a huge city. What was it like growing up in, in a city that size? It was awesome. I absolutely loved it. When, when I was a kid, I always thought I wanted to live in the downtown area or, or somewhere around here. And it's just been such a dream come true. 
And wow. whenever I went to school away in West Virginia, I knew I wanted to come back here and live here and work here. But, um, you know, growing up in the suburbs, it was your typical suburban life. Um, you know, as a kid, we would play sports. We would play sports out on the street and you're able to go out and walk around the neighborhood safe and quiet. So it's just, it's like almost like your typical suburban neighborhood. Wow. So, so you went to college in West Virginia. Um, what happened after you got out of college and what did you study? So I started business at school and, okay. you know, right out of school, I wanted to become a financial advisor. I knew that's what I wanted to do because I love speaking with people and serving people. I've always been in those type of roles yeah. and being part of a team. So I started working at Prudential. Um, oh, wow. A arm, a huge company. And I spent six over six years there because there were amazing people. I, I learned how to do things the right way. And when I was 28, I decided to leave and start my own company because I wanted to really specialize in one area of the financial planning world. And that's what we've been doing for the, the past six plus years. Wow. So, so you, you went into financial planning right out of college. You went right to Prudential. So I, it seems like a long time ago, I don't know. I don't know if I, it was uh, some insurance company I interviewed with a long time ago. It may have been Prudential. I don't remember. So, so um, you went, so tell me, tell me how that started for you. Like where, I mean, that's sales, right? Were you in sales? That's absolutely. I mean, there was no salary. There's no income. You had to create it your own. And and when I left, I mean, I was 28. I lost all my clients from Prudential. I wasn't able to bring anyone with me for nine months or two years. So, I mean, I literally started over with not one penny of income. It was just more of a mindset to thinking, okay, I can do this. Um, I did it once before when I was 22, 23. Not much has really changed. I can do it again. And I just wanted to be able to have all of the different types of investments for my clients. And Prudential is a great company. I just had only a couple um, instruments per se to use there. So I, I needed more things. So hold it. You started at Prudential at 22. Yep. And, and then at 28, you left Prudential and started your own gig. Yes, sir. Wow. <laughs> Why? Well, I mean, because that's six six years that you spent building up a client base, right? Correct. And you just said, "I'm I'm out of here. I'm going to start my own gig." Absolutely. I there was a lot of reasons. I mean, I loved the people at Prudential. I still speak with them to this day. I speak with one of the gentlemen uh, who was our compliance manager, Mike, um, every week. Like I talk to him weekly still. Yeah. So the people there were fantastic. And when I was 22 and 23 and really starting, yeah, you know, there were guys and girls there who were working at the company for 30 or 40 plus years. So I learned from some amazing people and I was just able to translate those skills 
by starting my own company. And the reason why I did that is because I wanted to have more options for my clients so that they could have better retirement plans. I just needed more investments and really the full spectrum of tools to use. And that's what I chose to do. I thought if I'm ever going to do this, do it now, do it right, get focused and and just grow. I wanted to grow as well. And as a kid, I always, you know, worked. I, I would work at the concession stands as a kid when at the baseball fields. I had two jobs in high school. I had two jobs in college. And I just wanted to learn about how money works and how it could work for other people. So that's really why my passion has grown so much for retirement planning over these past 12 years. So so talk about some of the, I mean, right out of college, you're 22 years old, you start working at Prudential, it's commission only. Um, did you immediately just start going out and killing it? Or was it was it different than that? You know, I had a really good first year. Um, there was a group called Million Dollar Roundtable. And gosh, I mean, I don't even remember what percentage of advisors qualify for that, but um, I made it. That what That's what my goal was. When you first walked into the really nice offices that we had, you know, you would see the pictures up on the wall of all yeah. the other advisors who have qualified for this. It was like the big thing to do. And I did it my first year. I used to tell people who I would meet with, I want to put my picture up on the wall. I want to, you know, you had goals. Yeah. And I was able to do that because of the team around myself. I mean, it wasn't just me. I was putting in the hours and the time and the phone calls. Right. But I learned from great people and they taught me how to do things the right way to get to those levels. What when you say I was putting in the hours and the phone calls, what what did what was that? What 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 did that entail? Cold calling people? So when I started, what we did was called the Project 200. So that's where you try and come up with 200 names and phone numbers of your closest friends and family. So basically, I started calling my family, uh, my friends, and my friends were just starting out with work. So they didn't have any really money yet. And um, my friend's parents. So I was just calling and trying to work with all my warm connections. And then there were also prudential clients that hadn't been serviced in a while. So that was cold calling. And I was putting in 80 to 100 hours a week. Wow. And, and it paid off. Well, I was able to learn a lot. And that's what I wanted to do is to learn how money works. Yeah. And it's not only for me. I've been able to translate my knowledge for other people. And that's been my passion is just... I've learned how to make money last for someone's lifetime. And that's what I focus my time on now. So you put in the hours early on, you yeah. know, that 10,000 hour rule, which I truly believe in, and you really become better at your skill and your craft. And it's, it's just a time thing. You need to spend the time, effort, and energy to make it happen. Yeah. So, so at, at, but at 20, were you living I mean, you moved back to Chicago after college, right? right? Were yes. you living at home with your parents or did you have your own place? What? How did that go down? 
When I first started, I was living with my parents, but then right. about quite a few months after I started, I got my own place. So yeah. I was out and about in the real world and it was not easy. <laughs> Let me tell yeah. you. And plus I had a ton of student loan debt that I needed to pay off. Um, soccer paid for half of my schooling. Yeah. So that's another part of financial education that I learned is how to pay off debt. And, you know, that's so crucial when you go into retirement so that you don't have, you know, more cash flow needs to pay off your mortgage or cars or, or any of these miscellaneous things. It just makes right. life easier. Yeah. So, so, so you were, you started living at home after college um, within a few months, you got your own place and you started like really, it sounds like you started doing well, very well. If you hit the million dollar round table. I just was putting in the time and I was there on the Saturday mornings. I was there, um, at night. I remember there was one gentleman, Frank there. He was there every Monday night and he had been working for the company for 40 years at that time. Wow. So he still had that habit. He was retired basically, but he still loved his people that he worked with. And him and I were the only ones there on Monday nights, late into the night, calling people and trying to work. And um, it just became a habit. What do you think separate? I mean, because most people don't put in that kind of work. What do you think separated you from, from the people that weren't there at night, that weren't there on the weekends? What was that? Number one, it was just setting goals. I've always been a goal setter. I've always wanted to do things. Mm. And it's your habits. It's true when you wake up in the morning. It's true what you start your day off with. Do you start with your phone or do you read or do you journal? Um, and I just read a lot of books. I read a lot of books about other financial advisors and how have they grown their practice. And um, I joined Strategic Coach. I joined Strategic Coach when I was 28, when I had just left and had no revenue. <laughs> so a crazy time to do that. But wow. it was a, such a good investment because now I'm seven years into that program. And it's been life changing for me. It's really been a big game changer for my business, for my personal life, how I think, um, who I associate myself with. It's just been a, such a positive influence. And, and talk a little bit about that because I, I, I don't know, I've heard of strategic coach, but I don't know like what's, what are the costs associated with being a member and what, what do you get out of it? Yeah, that's a great question. So um, the costs are different depending on which program you're in. I'm in the 10X group with Dan Sullivan and he's the creator. He's wow. like the genius behind yeah. it. His wife, Babs, they, it's just, it's all about the abundance mentality. Yeah. I think, you know, we live in such an abundant country. Yeah, we're in tough times right now, but it's all about your mindset, I've learned. And yeah. the people in my group are running these fantastic companies, really big companies. I mean, some of them are $100 million revenue, I mean, wow. really big companies. And yeah. um, we go and have quarterly meetings. I mean, we've been doing everything virtual now because of COVID, but you know, you're in a room with really powerful, intelligent people and you're sharing your wins. And as a business owner, not a lot of our friends are business owners. So you can't say, oh my God, I had a great month or a great quarter. You don't yeah. talk about these things with our friends normally or our family. 
So it's really a great warm environment to share your story, share your wins or your heartaches that you're having and how you can have a better sense for your business and better tools to use to get you through those different phases that we go through. Wow. So, I mean, that that is very, very powerful to, to, to be in a group like that. Do you find yourself getting sound advice from, and are, is the, there's a coach involved, I'm assuming? It's Dan Sullivan. Like, he's coaching our whole day workshop. Wow. Oh, yeah. It's, it's been wow. a game changer. When I started that in December of last year, because that's when I started the 10X program, my business has completely changed. It, like it changed immediately and it's still evolving. We're still making progress and we're having, you know, a lot of fun actually, even during this pandemic. Yeah. Um, our process has changed and things have become a heck of a lot more efficient. Yeah. So uh, I'm sure it's what, 50 bucks a month. I'm just kidding. A couple of dollars. Yeah. So uh, no, I mean, dude, Dan Sullivan is is in, incredible. I'm sure it's not cheap to be a, a member of that. But that in mind, I mean, you you seek an ROI on your investments, right? So when you invest in something like that, you look to get a return, and and you're getting sounds like massive returns. It's I mean, the 10X program is all about 10Xing your business. And you're in your own time frame. As a business owner, we choose our deadlines. Yeah. We get up in that in life. We think we need to have it tomorrow or even yesterday. Life doesn't work like that. You need to take your time. You need to plan. You need to have a process. And that's yeah. what Coach just taught me is you need to have your rejuvenation days, which we call the free days. And those are the days where you're not checking your email. You're not working. You're actually enjoying your time with your family yeah and you have your focus day it's like today's a focus day for me like meeting with clients doing this amazing interview and just being in your unique ability and then yeah. you have your cleanup days your buffer days where you're doing the paperwork you're doing the things you need to clean up or you need to run to the dry cleaner that day that's the day you do that but you have set days and it gives me so much structure wow that's awesome and you've been doing this for how long I start, um, coach, I started that, um, I'm in my seventh year now. Wow. Yeah. And, and, and that's been a huge part of your, your success. It sounds it's like, been, you know, Ken, it's been one of the best investments we need to invest in ourselves. I think taking at least five or 10% of your revenue and invest in courses um, during this pandemic, I've taken multiple courses. Um, yeah. My team is taking courses, so we're all trying to learn. I've been reading a lot of books. I've had a great books that I've read during this pandemic and just keeping my brain sharp. Yeah. And we've invested in new software that's really made our lives easier. And you know, it shows people when they will potentially run out of money. And it takes a half an hour to go through with people. So it's just been a huge mind change for me over the past uh, six, seven years. Yep. So, so you went from working at Prudential, you start your own gig, very, one of the first things you do is you join a coaching program, realizing that you, you were going to need guidance along the way. 
and and things have and now you're in the advanced coaching program called 10x i wonder if grant cardone knows that uh dan sullivan took his uh 10x so so the the um so you're in this 10x coaching group with dan sullivan and that's made a massive massive impact in your business in my business but i think more in my personal life really and yeah absolutely um, my wife and I were talking about this two days ago and where, you know, I'm in my mid thirties now and I feel like I'm in a better place mentally than I was in my twenties. Um, um, from a health standpoint, I'm in a better place than I was in my twenties and I played college or soccer in college and I, I've always been active and trying to be healthy, but I feel much better now. And overall life is just so much better than 10 years ago. And I think it's a lot because of all the books that we read, um, the people who we talk to, and always trying to learn and grow and make progress. And these, these, sorry, I'm sitting here drinking a green smoothie. Oh, you can't tell because of the green screen. Mm -hmm. I'm drinking a green smoothie because I focus on my health as well. But so in the in the coaching group though you guys talk about books to read and and like do talk about the book you're reading as a group. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. Here's a perfect example of that. So I was talking to Dan in between one of our breaks and one of his clients his name is Paul. He's another financial advisor out of Canada and he's been um he is Dan's longest tenured client like 34 years, something like that. Yeah. So he connected me with Paul to, so that Paul could tell me about a book. It's called Lifespan by Dr. Sinclair. He is Harvard's number one longevity doctor. So this gentleman thinks that we're going to be living until 120 or 130 within the next 20 years because yeah. of that how quickly things are advancing. Yeah. And as a retirement income planner, we need to plan for at least a hundred, but we need to look past that. And that it's been really eye-opening and it's, we've been changing things for clients already because of that. I'm very powerful. Wow. He thinks we're going to live to 120 to 130? Within the next 20 to 30 years, Ken. Wow. Because of the advances in medicine. It's coming. Absolutely. Yeah. And we're aware of it too. I mean, we're, taking care of ourselves better. Yeah. I mean, not everyone, but the people who really care, they're, they're making that effort. Yeah. So, so, um, wow. I, I, that's funny. I literally last night was talking to somebody and said, I don't know, I might live to be 110. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I think, you know, do you find that most people though, don't really, don't plan on like needing money past a certain age? Most people think two things really. They think that once they get until their eighties or nineties, they're not going to be spending as much money. But, you know, I know some 80 plus year olds who still do the race to Mackinac here in Chicago, like a 333 mile sailboat race on their boat that they own. Wow. It's a mindset, absolutely. I'm a big believer in that. 
But also people think that you need to have at least a million dollars to retire. And it's just not true. You, I mean, it helps or more than that. But it depends on your cash flow because, Ken, you're different than myself and everyone else is different who I work with. So everyone in this day and age needs to have a customized plan for them. Absolutely. For them. And that's the key because someone could want to have, let's say, $4,000 a month of income for the rest of their lives. Other people want $20,000 a month of income, which people I know. Right. So you need to plan differently for all these people. And that's when I was 22 and 23, spending those 80 to 100 hours in the office learning. That's what's helped me get to this point now to help these different kinds of people uh, during these times. So the um, is there anybody, though, that says I, I want $100,000 a month, a million dollars a month? I mean... I've never had that conversation. So I'm, I don't know of anyone who actually who I've worked with who's been like that, but I know some people who have lifestyles like that. Yes, Ken. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if you live in a 30,000 square foot home, I don't think uh, 20 grand a month's probably going to cut it. But, you know, I, I, again, I, right? I mean, there, it's, yeah. everything's relevant. So, so. <clears throat> What are the, what are the, I, I hate to use the word tactics. Um, and, and I love this question that Charles asked, is this, is your mastermind group, is it made up of financial planners or all kinds of businesses? Um, hi, Charles. It's all types of business owners from all over the world. Like we have a gentleman come in from Australia for my group. So we have people all over the world. There are a decent amount of financial advisors or planners in there. But um, we have a gentleman who runs a really great company, a clothing company in New York City. And we have another gentleman who just built a plant in India and wow. it was like wildly successful. He did it in six months. Well, he didn't do it. He didn't even go there. He just hired the people to do it and it was put together in six months. So that's like the mindset that coach has given us that, we don't need to physically do it ourselves. We need to have the right people in their unique abilities yeah. doing what we're good at to get that, unstuck. That's so awesome. So what are the tactics? And again, I don't like that word, um, but I can't think of another word. What do you do to wake people up? Like, I think there are most people... And I'm not judging. I mean, this is just reality. I believe the human ego is a great thing, but it can also be a really bad thing because it convinces us that we're going to live forever and 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 we don't need to worry about anything. And that's just not the case. So what do you do to wake people up to, to realizing they need to they need a plan? They need to plan. Absolutely. They need to plan, whether it's with myself or someone else, you need to plan. And, yeah. um, and that's okay. But I take them through the, a special retirement income planning software. And the software shows you at what age you're going to have a shortfall. You know, it'll go red where your money would potentially run out with what you're doing right now. So really can the tactics first and foremost, 
you need to understand your fixed expenses. Sounds boring. It's not sexy. It's not like, oh my gosh, I want to tackle this project right away. But if you know that you're going to have $3,000, $5,000, or $10,000 a month of fixed expenses in retirement, we need to plan for that. So that's really the first determining factor to figure out how long your money could last for. And then you input, if you have a pension, um, your social security, potentially your spouse's social security. And then we also look at where your money currently is. Like we put in how much stocks and how much bonds you have. And, and we have to take into consideration inflation. Right. And our program takes you through all of this. And it, we ask everyone, you know, in an ideal world, how much money would you like to have every single month in retirement? And we put that number in so that the plan is customized for them and they could see if it's feasible or not. And if we don't need to make any changes to their investments, that's great. They, that means that they've saved enough. Yeah. It means things are feasible. And if they haven't, that's where we need to look to change some of those assets or work longer or delay social security and, and come up with these creative strategies so that they could have their income every month. And that's just how my brain works. Right. By the way, Larry Schneider, happy birthday. He's a friend of mine. He's on here and today's his birthday. So, um, <clears throat> so, so, so you, you, um, what about though? I mean, cause there's, there's people that I would imagine there's lots of people that just you call on them. And I mean, are these people that are coming to you saying, Hey, I'm not sure if I'm going to have, or are these people that you are cold calling or how do you get the attention of somebody that has never planned, isn't planning how do you get their attention? Well, a couple of different ways. Number one is our current clients. They really introduce us to some great people. Okay. Um, since I was just introduced to a really great prospect or prospective client, and I had to tell her, you need to leave your money where it is right now because we would have had a huge tax implication if we were to change something. So it wasn't suitable, and I had to tell her that. And that's how I run my practice. You have to be direct with people. But um, also some of the groups that I'm a part of and some of the boards that I work on. Um, yeah. I have some really great clients because it's all about that relationship. And, you know, we've created the Retire As You Desire scorecard. So that's a website, www.retireasyoudesirescorecard.com mm -hmm. that people can go to and spend five to 10 minutes and really self-grade themselves to see if they're mentally ready to retire. Because that's part of it too. You need to be mentally ready to take that next step in your life and you know, really separate yourself from work. So we've created these other tools that help people gauge to see if they're ready to retire. Wow. Um, so most of your people are referred to you though. Correct, correct. Got it. We've been doing some virtual webinars, just like a lot of other people right now. But um, 
we've had people coming to our webinars and we've had introductions via the webinars. So that's been really powerful. That's been a great transition tool instead of doing in-person events like we used to do. Charles says, other than our mortgage, our medical expenses are huge for us at $1,500 a month. What should we plan for those expenses to be in the future? And how do we figure this out? That's a great question, Charles. Love this question. So $1,500 a month is fantastic. I mean, that's really a great number to be at. So congratulations. You've done some really great things, it sounds like, just from the onset. He said and that's huge. <laughs> well, he said our medical expenses are huge at $1,500 a month. Well, we need to plan for inflation with that because medical expenses have been astronomical in the past 20 to 30 years. And he's yeah. probably referring to, thank you for that clarification, Ken. Um, it's probably because of the Medicare, if they're over 65 and if they're withdrawing even more monies out of their pre-tax dollars, that could create a Medicare surplus. So there could be an additional tax on those monies that a lot of people don't know about. So you need to be careful. Um, and it used to be 300. So they may have, Charles may have retired early. So they might be in that gap stage where they're 62 and they have to pay their own uh, health insurance as well. Maybe one of them is on Medicare. There's a lot of different expenses that come into play. So we need to plan for inflation with that. That's how we estimate that. Yeah. And if they're past 65 in Medicare, hopefully that should reduce those costs. But um, we need to plan. Our system takes our clients through that. We're able to use different inflation rates for those expenses. So our, our tool shows them those costs. So uh, now, do you do this just in Illinois or are you everywhere? Um, we have clients in multiple different states. We're able to work in any state in America. So we are able to work virtually um, with other people. Like I actually managed the 403B for my university that I went to. So I, I get to work with the faculty and staff that helped me and taught me in education. So I'm giving back and spending time with them. And I have clients in Ohio and Florida and in multiple other states. Charles is in California. <laughs> ah, yes. Yeah. Could definitely work in California too. That's awesome. So check out your retire as you desire scorecard. Is that, is he's asking, is that what he needs to do? That would be a great starting point. Yes, absolutely. And that's on, where is that on your website? It's on our website and it's also right at www dot retire as you desire scorecard dot com. Uh, wow, that's a long URL. <laughs> but they can get to it through bloomfinancialco.com. Yes, sir. <clears throat> Got it. So here's here's what I find interesting. Um and it's definitely not not financial planning. I do not find that interesting. <laughs> Sorry. Most people don't. It's okay. It's, it's a boring topic. Let's just be real, man. Let's talk about the elephant in the room. Um, but you know, what I do find interesting though, is that you went to college, 
you had some college student loan debt and and i mean in america it's like there's this uh and i think it's changing but there's this um thing that we go to college we get out of college we go get a job we work there for 30 years we retire then we die so that's kind of the 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 way right so what um what what made you think man i'm gonna go work commission only not get a salary like most people don't do that that's true and i'm a little crazy for that i'll admit that but it was a choice i wanted to do that i was i had the confidence to go out and try it i mean i was 22 at the time you're very young and again if we live to 120, that means I would have had another 100 years almost to live. So you have time if things don't work. But I put a plan together and I wanted to do it. I wanted to have more freedom and flexibility with my time. Yeah. And that was so important for me because whenever I would have a family, I wanted to be able to spend more time with them. And and we're able to do that now. And yeah, we work a lot. My wife works a lot too but we're able to still spend time with each other, which is super important to me. Yeah. Now, is your wife, does your wife work in the same industry or? She doesn't. She actually is a very, very, very smart woman. She is an actuary by education from the University of Buenos Aires. She's from Argentina. And um, she manages over 150 people at Nielsen. Like, you know, AC Nielsen. Yeah. Um, but she does the data analytics for um, the large corporations and the profitability. We're definitely a numbers household. <laughs> wow. So she's super intelligent and um, she has a huge team that she manages. So she's very busy too right now. So is like your, like your, what's that called? Wet, wedding photo album. Is that like on spreadsheets? <laughs> <laughs> My gosh, it's so funny. When we first started dating, my wife and I, she was like going through Excel with me. And I don't know how to use it because we can't use it for, we can't create our own Excel. Like I've never used it besides in college. And she is an Excel wizard and Google Sheets wizard. She knows how to do all the pivot tables and all that. I could barely function, but I don't use it for my business. We have tools that are actually approved and has our compliance. Yeah. Never touch it. Right. Wow. So, so, um, wow, man. What she's an, what'd you say? An actuary? I don't even know what that is. Like I've never even heard of that. Right. So when you, for instance, when you have your life insurance premiums, it's like yeah. a statistician almost, but um, actuaries create those premiums. They wow. run the numbers. So she has a very specialized degree um, from Argentina. Wow. <laughs> Agnes thinks she's in Argentina. No, she's from Ar Argentina. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming she lives in Chicago with you. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so what do you, what's, what's the biggest piece of advice you would give somebody right now that maybe is 65 or 70 years old and, and they didn't plan and they're concerned, they're worried about their financial future? 
Yeah, so I have two things for you. Number one would be to understand your fixed expenses because most people don't take the time to do that. So spend an hour, half an hour, go through your checkbook, go through your bank accounts, go through your credit cards and figure out what are all those essential items that you're going to be spending money on for the rest of your life. Um, we have a worksheet that could help you with that if someone needs that. And number two would be to, to look at Roth IRA conversions. Um, this has been a very popular topic in our industry uh, this year because, you know, we just printed quite a few trillion dollars of money, um, our government did. So looking at potential paying your taxes now and having tax-free money later could be a really powerful strategy for people. It just has to make sense for you. So you said you have a, a, a sheet for that, you said? For that, for those fixed expenses, yes. We have, um, it, it lists all the traditional things that you would have an expense in, in retirement. So it really simplifies that process. So you don't have to spend hours and hours and hours of time figuring out all your expenses. It will list everything for you. And then that's when you just go through for one month okay, here's my mortgage payment if you still have one, or here's my insurance costs, like the $1,500 a month. Yeah. Um, Charles would write that down in there. And it's but really- What's that, what's that 1500 a month going to be in, in six years? And yeah. how do you figure that out? That's where we use our retirement planning tool. And we could put in inflation for that. Uh -huh. And we could specifically use that expense and- choose inflation numbers for that to forecast that and and are they i mean are these fairly accurate projections like and i mean are they accurate they're very accurate very very okay. accurate but i mean it's really nice because if someone has a lower risk tolerance and they want to forecast a 5% return on their money because that's what they feel comfortable with. That's what we do or a 6% or a 3%. So when you look at those different variations, it gives you different um, flavors as to how long that money could last for and what your expenses could be in the future. So it's a really intuitive tool and it does it in real time. Like I do it on zoom with people and I just move the toggle Ken and it will show you immediately the changes. It's amazing. Wow. And what, what, um, and are these like when you meet with people and talk about, um, their future, you meet with people in every state, like it doesn't matter. Like you're all over the nation, right? I could work with anyone, um, or excuse me, in any state. I, I do have that capability to do so. Okay. okay. So when you are um, meeting with people, you meet them on Zoom, you said, for one-on-one -on -one meetings. Right now, right? yeah, because of COVID and... Yeah. Yep. Well, you're, yeah, I mean, and flying to California just doesn't make sense, right? So, hey, there's Justin Breen. What's up, uh, Justin? What's so, up, Justin? So when, when you meet with people, uh, is there a charge for that or do you meet with them for free and go through everything and yep I, I don't charge them we're gonna sit down and i'm gonna listen to them and ask them questions like what's most important to you financially and i right. be quiet let them talk and then 
you know, ask them, what are three things you would like to do when you retire? And just, I want to get to know people because it's all about that relationship, Ken. You know this. What if um, they're already retired though? What if they, they've already mm-hmm. retired and and I, I, I know somebody actually that is already retired and really, really concerned that they're going to run, they're concerned they're going to run out of money. Like how, how do you help them? You, you just help them like scale back. Is that, I mean, cause nobody wants to scale back. Right. I mean, people don't want to adjust their lifestyle. So, so let's take your friends as an example. What I would do with them is take them through our planning software that takes 30 to 45 minutes to really go through. It's not that much time. So it's a good investment of your time. But what we do is we look at their current investments. So we would put how much stocks they have, how much bonds they have, if they have any annuities or a pension or um, their social security and put in all their information. And then ask them that magical question, you know, how much money would you like to have every single month for the rest of your life in retirement? And then I plug that number in and we see if it's feasible. That's it. It's really simple, Ken. I want to keep things simple for people. We don't need to overcomplicate an already complicated um, situation. We want to keep things as simple as possible. And I'm a simplifier by nature. And that's why I use this software because it will visually show you in real time um, how your plan looks. Wow. Really Uh if you were like, what, what do you think is, is, what do you think holds people back though from like, I mean, cause it sounds to me like you should, you should be starting planning early in life. Right. Correct. And what stops people from, from doing that? Um, a couple of things. Number one is fear. Um, the fear of running out of money. I mean, that cripples people. It cripples them from taking action. Um, we as humans, we get in our own way and we do it a lot. We probably do it daily and we don't realize it. But right. number two is the lack of financial education that we have in the school system here. When my parents went to school, right. you know, they were never taught money. Ken, were you taught money when you went to school? No. No. I do remember them teaching us how to balance a checkbook. I don't think they do that anymore. I don't know. I really don't know, but I didn't learn it. I had to learn it the hard way by actually doing it and going into that business. I mean, I took financial yeah. courses in college, but it, I mean, it doesn't do it justice. That's why I think when you're in fifth, sixth, seventh, or eighth grade, yeah. um, they need to start teaching compounding interest and how money can work. And then when you get into high school, have them do like um, a stock picking course right. to learn about business or an entrepreneurial course on how to start a business and what it takes. Um, I think, I mean, we live in such an abundant country and a beautiful country. We have technology, we have all these great features, but if we start teaching our youth now, and that's what we're going to be teaching our son is how to be independent. Yeah. And um I think these little changes in the educational system could really advance our society and culture even further than we are now, because we're going to teach independence and innovation and um, 
you're going to have a platform to do that. I think there should be an entrepreneurial school, actually, even for younger kids, teach them how to do things. And it all comes down to education and knowledge because knowledge is power. Yeah. Here's my buddy, Doug Wing, says he was introduced to Dave Ramsey many years ago that he changed his life. Once you're debt free, you can help so many others. That's a beautiful thing, Doug. You're absolutely right about that. I mean, the one thing that Dave Ramsey is very famous for is that snowballing your debt, you know, get rid of your biggest one first and then snowball that down the hill, down the hill. You, you just get rid of those expenses because, again, when you go into retirement, the less expenses you have, the more you're going to have the opportunity to enjoy your money that you worked right. so hard for. It's true. It's true. What what is the um, number one thing I ask every guest this? What do you th- and by the way, the number one answer is always fear. Um, but w- so you have to do better than that. What do you, <laughs> what is what is the number one thing that holds people back from achieving real success and real happiness in life? Daily habits. Simple oh. as that. Daily habits. Um, it depends on how you wake up. What do you do? Are you immediately on your phone? Are you reading the news that's negative? Um, I used to get the Wall Street Journal every morning and thinking it's going to help me with my clients' investments. It put me in a negative mood first thing in the morning. Yeah. So I got rid of it because there's always um, an, an incident, an accident, something negative. It's headlines. So you need to start your day off either exercising, eating well. Yep. Journaling. I do that every morning, write my gratitudes out, the things I want to accomplish every day um, or meditating. That's a great thing that I want to do more of. I don't really do that well or hardly enough. So when you set your day up for success, if you win your morning, you're going to win your day. Big believer in that. Love that. That's really the key, Ken, is that's why is your, your daily habits. Are you eating the apple instead of the donut? And I love donuts. I, don't get me wrong. I'm a big sweets person, but, yeah. you know, 95% of the time I'm eating well. I mean, you hear people say, oh, I wish I had this. I wish you had that. Stop wishing. Go do it. You don't have to wish. You can have that. You could have, you know, better health. You could have that better relationship. You just actually have to do it. And you just overthink things. And when you do that, you get in your own way. Like, you know, a lot of your other guests talk about, you need to actually take action. Love that, man. So the best way for people to find you is bloomfinancialco.com. And what, where, where are you most active on social media or are you? We are, we are on LinkedIn. Um, That's the most active platform that we use. So that's just linkedin.com forward slash Bloom Financial. What about you personally? Are you active on Facebook or Instagram or? On Facebook, yes. Awesome. Bill, thank you. I appreciate you coming on and, and sharing some of your insights and wisdom with everyone. Thank you, Justin Breen, for introducing us. And, and stay with me. I, I'm going to end the live stream, but hang on for me and, and we'll chat here in a minute. So thank you to everyone who's watched and shared this out and participated. Really appreciate it. Reach out to Bill with any financial planning questions that you have, bloomfinancialco.com.
www.thepowerfulmindset.com. Bill, thank you so much. Uh, This has been a pleasure. I'm really grateful. Thank you, Ken. Thank you. We'll see you guys later.